0: Hello, friends, and welcome to the Coastline Baptist Church podcast. We hope this message will equip, encourage, and edify you in your journey of life. We'd love to connect with you. Please email us at info at coastlinecc.org. And for more information about our church and our services, visit coastlinecc.org. Now let's open our hearts and open God's Word. Genesis chapter 22 and verse 1 It says this, it says, and it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold, here I am. And he said, take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains which I will tell thee of. Verse 3 says, And Abraham rose up early in the morning and saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son and clave the wood for the burnt offering and rose up and went into the place of which God had told him. Then on the third day Abraham lifted up his eyes and saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Abide ye here with the donkey and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac his son And he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both of them together. Verse seven, and Isaac spake unto Abraham his father, and said, my father. And he said, here am I, my son. And he said, behold the fire in the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Verse eight, Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went both of them together. And they came to a place which God had told them of, and Abraham built an altar there, and laid the wood in order, and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham, and he said, Here am I. Verse 12, and he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah-Jireh, as it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Let's pray together. Lord, we love you. We thank you for being so good and faithful to us. Thank you for your goodness that never ends. Lord, help us to believe that we'll see that goodness in our lives. Life might be tough. It might be challenging right now. We we may be going through the fire, but God, you are there with us in the fire. And help this message to speak to hearts this morning and do a work that only you can do in your precious name. Amen. Everybody needs something. Everybody needs something. Everybody needs somebody. We all count on people and things. Um, I count on my truck to start in the morning. Now it has let me down many times, I'll tell you that, <laughs> it has. But uh, we count on our vehicles. When we get out there, we, gotta go. we, we, we just kind of, it may be, be natural force, but we count on that, turning the key to start the vehicle. I count on my Keurig to brew my coffee in the mornings. And I'll say it also, there have been times when my curing has given me a hard time, and there has never been a time when when I'm more in the flesh than when the coffee maker is not working. But I count on these things. I depend on it. Kids, children are very dependent humans, aren't they? They're very dependent humans. From infant to, to teenager and sometimes even beyond that, Uh, Kids and children are very dependent on tax forms, okay? When you do your taxes, children are literally called dependents, okay? They're very dependent little humans. They need you to take care of them, to feed them, to clothe them, to do this and that, to drive them everywhere around. Kids are dependent. We are all, though, dependent on someone. And the message today is on next level, dependence. Next level, dependence. We are all dependent on something or someone. If there's anything I want you to get from the message today, as we breeze through this this morning, go through this passage, the story of Abraham and Isaac and the offering, talk about next level dependence. If there's anything I want you to get from today's message, write it down, type it out in your phone. I don't care. This is going to be the theme of the message. But if you leave with one thing, I care if you forget, forget everything else, remember this thought that God is someone that you can count on. Amen, church? God is someone that you can count on. You can depend on God. He always comes through. He never breaks his promises. He will never fail you. God is a God that you can count on. And as Christians in this dark and broken and sometimes lonely world, we need to remember to practice next-level dependence. We need to constantly remind ourselves, Christian, Friend, today, we need to constantly remind ourselves of our unchanging, never-failing God. We have a Savior that never lets us down. We have a God who never fails, who always keeps His promises. And and not just for the Christian, but can I tell you, Christian, this is your job, your duty. As Christians, it is our job to go out to a lost world. People without Jesus, people that don't know God, lost people all over this town and the surrounding towns and across the whole world, they're looking for a firm foundation. Broken people without Christ, they're looking for something to stand firm upon. They're looking for a God has, as we sang, who holds it all together. Who holds it all together. We all know that song. We probably grew up singing it. He's got the whole world in his hands. And sometimes it, we, we, we can sing that and we know that song. He's got me and you, brother. In his, but we feel like our world is falling apart. We don't feel like God's holding the whole world. If he's holding the whole world in, my hand, in his hands, then, then why on earth does life stink so much for me? Why on earth am I going through this situation? We feel like we have nothing we can really truly count on. Christians, yes, can feel the way, but we know a lost world. People that don't know Christ, often, t- man, they feel they have nothing they can really depend on. They've been failed. Their marriages have failed them. Their kids have failed them. Their job doesn't work out. Uh, and on and on. We feel like we have nothing we can count on. And in Genesis 22, we find Abraham, a man of faith, In the book of Hebrews, there's a chapter, chapter 11, they call it the Hall of Faith. And it talks about all these Old Testament stories of people of faith. And Abraham's right there in it. He was a man of faith. He was called by God to make a great nation. He left his family, left his hometown, and went to a place. He didn't even know where he was going. God said, I want you to take your family and go. And he just went. He didn't even know what the future held. He was a man of faith. God was gonna use him to make a great nation, a great people, God's chosen people, Israel. And God had promised Abraham earlier in Genesis, He had promised Abraham and Sarah, who had been married for a long time, He had promised them a son that was going to continue on the generations of this great nation. But they were almost 100 years old. That's craziness. It was, it was a, literally a laughable promise. The scriptures talk about how Sarah, when she heard this, laughed out loud. But like always, God kept His promise. And Isaac, this promised son, was born to a 100-year-old woman insane it's miraculous Isaac was born and Abraham continued to depend on God and rest in his promises and we get to chapter 22 in the story of Abraham and we find him in a challenging faith testing foundation shaking situation so let's go through it this morning we're going to go verse by verse talk about some things finish up and be out of here as We talk about next level dependence. Genesis 22 and verse 1. The scriptures are on the screen now. We come to it and it says, came to pass, verse 1, after these things that God did tempt. And that doesn't mean tempt, like we're tempted to do something wrong. The word tempt here literally means to test. He's testing Abraham. God did test Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, behold here I am. God calls to Abraham and Abraham listens. We see all through Abraham's life. When God called out to him, Abraham responded. They had history. Abraham had seen God keep his promises. Abraham had seen God give them this miraculous son. So when God called out to Abraham, it wasn't very challenging for Abraham to answer God because they had history. And the question for you this morning, church, are you listening for the voice of God in your life? And when he does speak, are you actually are you just hearing it or are you listening to it and acting upon that voice of God in your life? Because next-level dependence starts with being aware of God's voice in your life. God is speaking to you this morning. God is speaking into your life this morning. And this week, not just on Sundays where God talks to us, this week you may be reading the Bible, you may be sitting in your car, and the Spirit of God is going to speak to you. Are you listening for the voice of God? Will you answer when God calls? Next-level dependence starts with being aware of God's voice in your life. The problem with us so often is we get so busy with life and all the things that life holds when it comes to parenting and marriage and work and this and leisure and all these these things that aren't bad things, but life gets so loud, we leave no room for the voice of God. you got to be aware. you got to realize this morning, God is speaking to you. God has things to say to you. Will you answer when he calls? We go on and see in verse number two. And God says to Abraham, and he said, Take now thy son, thine only son Isaac, and whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah. Offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. I'm not going to go into this uh, history lesson, but obviously back in the Old Testament, um, the people there, when they worshiped God, they, they sacrificed animals, uh, lambs and things, and rams and things like They sacrificed animals as worship for their sins, for worship. That was the way they did it back then. We don't do that nowadays. Obviously, as Christians, Jesus came and made a better way, a new way that we say about your way is better. But back then, that's how they worship God, with these burnt offerings, And God says to Abraham, hey, that son that I gave you, that son that I promised you, and even goes on to say in the scripture, God even almost, not to rub it in, but says, the one that you love a lot, you know, that one that you love so much, take him and sacrifice him to me. That's a test of faith, a big test of faith. Take your son and sacrifice, not your favorite lamb or your favorite goat, but your son, the promised son the one that I was going to make a great nation out of, sacrifice him to me. You see, we often think that we are such great kids, you know, the children of God. We think we're such great kids if we offer God the things in our life that don't mean that much to us. Like, we'll give God, um, you know, those middle-of-the-road things. Like, we're willing to give those things up, the things that really aren't super, like, we don't cling to them super... Well, you know, I'll, I'll give you my Sunday mornings, God. You can have those. Oh, man, I'm going go to I'm gonna be a good Christian, go to church. You get my Sunday mornings. You know, I'll, I'll quit getting so plastered on the weekends. God, I'm doing this for you. You're welcome. You know, I'm going to stop doing this. I'll sacrifice some comfort in the old checking account, and I'll give a little bit more of that to, to dig some wells in Africa. And we think we're, like, doing God favors by doing these things. We, we, we give Him those things that really aren't something that are, are super important to us, it's not sacrifice. Romans 12:1 calls us to present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Those things that I just mentioned, like those are bare minimum stuff. Not real. What if, what if God calls for something more important to you? What if God calls uh, for something that, that means a lot more to you? Sacrifice is supposed to hurt a little. Ask Jesus about that. The ultimate sacrifice who gave his life for the sins of the world. Next level dependence comes when we are called to sacrifice something that we feel we can't live without. Next level dependence, church, listen, comes when we are called to sacrifice something we feel we can't live without. And it is in those moments, church, when we realize that all we need is Jesus when all we need is him when everything else is stripped away sometimes that sacrifice feels a little forced when we lose out on things that we thought we had the things that we held on to so tight are suddenly ripped away from us and it's in those moments of sacrifice sometimes it's not even us giving it up it's taken from us but when we lose out on things and that's when we begin if, if, if the grace of God if we allow it to flow into our lives when we realize that we all we really need is him. And God is calling Abraham to this incredible test of faith and dependence. He says, take your son and sacrifice. In verse 3, as we move along, and Abraham rose up early in the morning, saddled his donkey, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son, claved the wood for the burnt offering, carried it up there. He rose up and he went unto the place which God had told him. We don't see Abraham's immediate response to that command from God. It doesn't say that Abraham thought about it. And again, we don't know. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and speculate and say You probably, I don't know, but we don't see Abraham putting up a fight, really. We don't see Abraham saying, but but God, you, 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 this is this one you gave me. This is the son that you promised to me. Well, what do you mean sacrifice him? But God, you said you were going to make a great nation, so how, how are you going to take him? And if, if he's dead and gone and sacrifice to you, how is he? you don't see Abraham battling with those things. Maybe he battled them in his mind, we don't know. but We don't see him responding to God and reacting to God. We see Abraham just getting up early in the morning and getting things ready and doing what God had asked. Next level of dependence responds in faith to those tough moments that God calls us to. Next level dependence responds in faith to those tough moments that God calls us to. He will call us to challenging moments. He will lead us through challenging circumstances. And next level dependence responds in faith. I'm not saying it's easy, I'm not saying it's simple. Verse four we see, then on the third day, they had this long journey to Mount Moriah. Then on the third day, Abraham lifted up his eyes and he saw the place afar off. And Abraham said unto his young men, Stay here with the donkey, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship and come again to you. Every time I read that passage, I, I, I can't imagine what Abraham must have been feeling. In, in the, in the, every, every verse, every word of Scripture is in there for a reason, for a purpose. And it says that Abraham gets there, he, they get to the place, and he it says he looks, he lifts up his eyes, he looks up, and he sees the place afar off, probably the mountain that they were going to climb up, him and the lad. And he knows that that's, <laughs> that's where I'm supposed to sacrifice my son and literally kill my son as a sacrifice. There are moments in life, in your life, when God is going to and maybe he is right now, he's calling us to faith testing moments and when we look ahead, like we're we're still in that moment of our faith being tested, of our of our our, our our hearts being challenged. We're in those those fiery moments of life and when we look ahead, the future does look a little dark. It does look a little freaky. It does look a little scary. Like I don't know what the future holds. This is is a lot. And Abraham looks up and he sees where he's supposed to build that altar and and tie his son up and sacrifice him. And, and, man, that's tough. But he continues, we see, to depend on God. His faith is shown in his words to the two young men that were with them, their servants traveling with him. He says, you guys stay here with the donkey. Me and my son are going to go up and worship and come back to you. There is faith in that, as in, like, we're going to both go up and we're both going to come back down. He had faith. He depended on God. He knew God kept his promises before, and as far as we read, it seems like he believed that God would continue to keep those promises. Verse number 6, And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son, and he took the fire in his hand and the knife, and they went both of them together. So Isaac's carrying the wood, and... and um, Abraham's got the things to make, the fire and the knife to kill the sacrifice, and they walk up together. Verse 7, Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, dad. Abraham answers, Here I am, my son. Here am I, my son. And he said, Behold, you know, we got the fire, we got the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Verse 8, Abraham said, My son. My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them, together. Faith that is shown when no solution is available shows next level dependence. Abraham continued to trust in God when there was no answer. He knew what God had asked of him he knew what God was very clear and Abraham continues to just trust that God's going to take care of him I don't know what he was thinking maybe he thought that he was going to slay, his, kill his son and then God was going to raise him back up to life who knows but Abraham walked by faith Isaac saying hey like you know what, what, where's the lamb like what's, I got, we got this and this but where's the other part of it and, and Abraham says God's going to provide God will provide. It's going to be all right. And oftentimes we're like Isaac, walking up the mountain of life, and we're like, hey, like, God, you've called me. I think of it not in our lives. God called the Savini family to the Cape to plant Coastline Baptist Church. I was sitting in my little office in Jackson, Michigan, all decorated with Patriot stuff, blue and silver walls. Posters on the wall, banners. I probably wouldn't decorate my office in Patriots as much right now, <laughs> but um, I remember sitting there, and I and, and man, all these things, before I talked to Joel, before I even talked to you, and I and I just was like kind of battling it, but also excited, but like, I don't know, like I'm pretty comfortable here. I got a nice office here, and the God's doing great work. We have a home, and this is nice. And um, I, remember, I remember looking up like population on Cape Cod, and and you know, just the towns on Cape Cod, and just thinking of all these things, and, and then you fast forward a year, and then we're telling the church we're leaving, and then and then we, we do move. We pack up the truck, and we head out on deputation and start traveling the country, and and we're just trying to follow God's call on our life. Like, before I knew most of you, really, besides my family, before I knew any of you, and we're like, we, wanna, we just want to do what God wants us to do. We just want to do what God wants to do. We're, we're going, and, and then God starts keeping his promises and providing us a house and this and this. And then we get here and I showed you some pictures. We start the church and it's great. It's exciting. We get this building. We fix it up. We get our permits and, and all this is awesome. And then suddenly my house is going to sell. My landlord's going to sell, and we we're like, what are we supposed to do? And I remember feeling kind of like Isaac here. I remember driving my son to youth group at Oslo Baptist Church, and, uh, and I was thinking, praying, and we, we, we were in winter rentals. We had nowhere to go, and I'm thinking, we're going to be gone, and we have to be gone in like a month. And I remember telling God, like, Lord, you called us here. Like, you called us to the Cape. You gave us that building. You brought people. We've seen people saved. I have to have a place to live. I got four kids. I have a son with autism. Like, I, I can't just like, uh, Lord, what, what, what's going on? Where, where's the lamb? Where's the answer? Where's the solution? We had to keep moving forward. I wish I could say that every moment of that trial of ours over the last year was wrought was with faith and walking by faith. Man, there was a lot of dark and scary days and tears and fears and worries and concerns. And I will say, praise God by His grace, the Spirit of God would always convict me and, and bring me back to a place of faith where i God's going to do it. God's going to do it. I just have to believe that God is going to do it. And He did for us. And we see what He does for Abraham as well. Verse 9, And they came to the place which God had told him of. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son And laid him on the altar upon the wood. Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And we get to this moment of truth, really. This kind of climax in the story. Abraham probably didn't think it would get this far. He probably didn't think it would get to this moment. He probably thought, maybe if I get to the top of the mountain, then I'll see like a sacrifice or God will stop me. No, no, no. He gets up there. He doesn't stop and say, well, let's just wait and see what God... No, he builds the altar... He puts the wood up there. He, he takes Isaac, his son, probably this greatest fear of his. But he, he's faithful. Here, here he is. He, he ties up his son. He ties up his own son. Man, it's like really challenging to think about. The scriptures don't say what happened, but we don't really know Isaac's reaction in this process. I mean, you could. We could be really nice, be like Isaac probably just trusted his father and just let him do it. I don't know. I mean, if he's a young kid, if he's a lad, you'd think that he'd probably put up a fight a little bit, like Dad, what are you doing? We don't know. But either way, whether he was all for it and said, "I trust you, Dad," or he was, how heartbreaking for Abraham to have to take his own son, the promised son that they'd prayed for for so long. Sarah was barren. Sarah had no children. And now they have a son, the promised son. God's going to make a great nation from him. But now, no, he's laying him on the altar. He's tied up. And we see that he grabs a knife and is ready to to slay his son. Sometimes God allows us to face heartbreaking situations in order for us to fully experience his blessing. I don't love this truth. But it's the truth. Sometimes God allows us to face earth-shattering, heartbreaking situations in order for us to fully experience His blessing. And I could go on about that point, but the truth is many of you have faced heartbreaking situations, earth-shattering revelations in your life, and you don't really know why it happened, and and you may never know the exact reasons why, but can I just encourage you for those situations, whether they're in your past or they're happening right now, God has allowed that in your life for a reason. I'm not saying he's trying to teach you a lesson, although he might be, but there is a reason he is worthy to be trusted, and you're going to experience his blessing. And we see in verse 11, as Abraham is ready to kill his son and sacrifice, in verse 11, the angel of the Lord called on him out of the heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And you could probably see Abraham like, breathe this sigh. Here I am. I'm right here. I haven't done anything yet. Verse 12, and he said, the angel of the Lord says, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes, and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram, and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide is what that means. As it is said to this day, in the mount of the Lord, it shall be seen. It shall be provided. Abraham trusted. Abraham walked by faith up the mountain. Abraham faced the challenge. And when Abraham did those, took those steps, he f- obeyed God. He was willing to sacrifice. He was willing to give it all. Abraham saw God come through. You know why? Because God wasn't done with Isaac's story. God wasn't done with Abraham's story. God had promised something. He was going to keep his promise. And can I remind you this morning, church, that God isn't done with your story. God isn't done with your story. Some of you are walking up the mountain right now. Carrying all the broken pieces of your life on your way to the altar of sacrifice Wondering what is going to happen next? God, what are you trying to do? And God is preparing to do something miraculous in your life You must continue to walk by faith, not by what you can see The scriptures say we walk by faith, not by sight There will come a moment, church When you feel like your worst fears are coming true And as you continue to stumble by faith, because sometimes it won't feel like this this strong walk of confidence. No, you're going to stumble through the darkness. But you'll stumble by faith, and you'll hear God call your name, like he did for Abraham. Abraham, you'll hear God call your name. And he'll say, look up, look up. And just like Abraham saw that ram in the thicket, His answer, his miracle, you will see God work it out for you. In his time, next level dependence will lead you to places where nothing seems to make sense, but God is working it all out for good. Oh, church, believe that this morning. He's not done with your story. When Marissa and I, we grew up together, we were teenagers. We'd go to a bunch of youth conferences and youth rallies for our church there in Western Mass. As teenagers, Marissa and I committed our lives to Christ. We said, God, take my life and let it be consecrated to you. Lord, whatever you want to do with us, we'll do it. We want to follow you. I'll be a pastor, I'll be a missionary, whatever. We just, we gave our lives to God as teenagers, just had that heart of surrender. We asked for his will. God, we want your will. We want to do God's will for our lives. We didn't know that we didn't know that God's will would include autism. We didn't know that God's will would include planning a church on Cape Cod, facing a lot of trouble. We didn't know that God's will would include a lot of brokenness. But in every in every situation, <laughs> He has met us with a kept promise. We have seen the rams in the thicket. Can I remind you, by the way, what that ram in the thicket is? A picture of? It's a picture of Christ. Jesus Christ was crucified in my place and in your place. He is your answer. He is your way of escape. God is someone that you can count on. There's a brand new song that just came out and I want to share the lyrics with you. It's a beautiful song and it's called On Time God and the chorus says you're the on time God. You love the impossible. On time God. You love doing miracles. You're never too late. You never give up. Nothing's too far gone for the on time God. You always show up. My hope is knowing, as the bridge says. My God is holding tomorrow in his hands. My life, your story, you're not finished with me yet. In church, you have got to believe that in your heart this morning. You've got to have that heart that says, God, you're not finished with me yet. All hope seems to be lost. Uh, Life might seem to not make sense right now, and I may be going through it, but you are not done with me yet. I beg you, church, believe that today. Will you depend on him instead of everything else? Listen, I feel so much at this. I feel so much at this. I feel like I, I try to be dependent on God. I try to trust and rest in him. But I get so caught up in life and the stresses of life and the vision of life. And, and I worry about the bank account. I worry about the kids. I worry about this. and I worry, worry, worry. But, but I have to remind myself that I've seen it with my own eyes. I, I've seen God answer prayer. I, I, I'm a witness. I've got a history, I've got memory after memory after memory of God showing up. He has never failed me, he has never let me down. He is worthy to be trusted. So friend, today, Coastline today, depend on him, trust him, lean on him, believe what he says, give your life to him, not just bits and pieces, but give it all to him. Trust him with your future, trust him with your kids, trust him with your marriage. Give Him your all. You can never, never outgive God. He is Jehovah Jireh, and He is enough for you. He's enough for you. For every heartache, for every stressful day, He is enough for you. So depend on Him. What did I say I wanted to leave you with? God is someone that you can count on. He's someone that you can count on. When all hope seems lost, He is that firm foundation. All other ground is sinking sand. He is the firm foundation. You can count on Him. You can depend on Him for whatever you're facing. He is enough. He is Jehovah Jireh. And many of you can look back on your life as well and see the memories of miracles and the memories of faith put to the test and God coming through. You've got history look back on that when it seems like all hope is lost look back and remember some of you are in a, are in a season of remembrance where you're you have to look back because right now nothing makes sense nothing is going right nothing is okay and you have to look back and say nothing's good now but I remember I can look back and remember of when God met me in my place God met me in that darkness he carried me through and he's going to do it again He's going to do it again. Thank you again for listening to the Coastline Baptist Church Podcast. We hope the message was an encouragement to your home Please connect with us through our website, coastlinecc.org, or on Facebook or Instagram. Send us a message, send us an email, and we'd love to connect with you. We'd also love if you could visit us for a Sunday morning service. You can find our address on our website, and our services start at 10 a.m. Our mission at Coastline is simply this, to know Jesus deeply and to show Jesus daily. I hope that we've helped you do that in your life today. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week.